he will find a way when there seems to be no way to remind us, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I've got you, I see you, I won't let you go, you'll never see my back. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Do you ever wonder if your tiny concern is of any concern to the great God of the universe? Isn't it sort of arrogant of us to think he'd be interested? When surely he has far greater needs and far more important things to attend to. Far more important things to worry about, like running the whole universe, for instance. Well, the Bible has a very different idea. Let me read you something from Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. It's called, Are We Troubling God? Do you sometimes think you can't bother God? That maybe he's too busy to hear from you? That what you're asking is too small to trouble him with? Jesus said, God wants us to come to him like a child comes to her daddy. When we're afraid, when we're worried, if we're happy, if we're sad, however we feel, it doesn't matter. He wants us to come to him for everything. Some people think God doesn't like to be troubled with us asking him things all the time. But do you know the way to trouble him? By not coming at all. Our guest today sees God's hand in the big and the small details of her life, and her life has been filled with unexpected twists and turns and what she calls divine surprises. She shares how those twists and turns and surprises have shaped her life. Abandoned by her father as a child and wrestling with shame and rejection, she came to discover the love of the God who calls himself our father and who won't ever abandon us. She shares how she came to believe God absolutely delights in us. And how miraculously she became a mother. Over and over again in her life, she has a testimony to God's limitless love and faithfulness. Our guest today is writer, speaker and theologian, Lisa Harper. Lisa is an engaging, hilarious communicator, as well as a serious Bible teacher. She's written 20 books, has spoken to millions of women during the Women of Faith tour, holds a master's degree, a doctorate and is writing a thesis. And yet she says accruing knowledge about God pales next to a personal relationship with him. Lisa is disarmingly honest, authentic, funny, and humble. She's filled with such hope and joy, it's infectious. She's a delight, and I know you'll enjoy hearing from her as much as I did. She's also very self-depreciating and generous, as you'll hear with the first sentence out of her mouth. So, Without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Lisa Harper. 
My name is Lisa Harper. I am a very mediocre writer, not nearly as gifted as Sally Lloyd-Jones. I just turned 60, so I wear a lot of pants without zippers, and I have the most amazing daughter through the miracle of adoption that anybody has ever met. Her name is Missy, and I am finishing, trying to finish a doctorate in spiritual formation, and so I went back to school late in life in the midst of a traveling ministry. I spent decades being a dutiful Christ follower. I came to Christ when I was a little kid. My dad had left us, and soon after my dad left us, I was devastated by that and thought it was at least partly my fault. I thought if I was only you know, prettier or sweeter, use my inside voice more, maybe dad wouldn't have left. And soon after he left, I heard a sermon about how our Heavenly Father never abandons his kids, that he never turns his back on his children. And so when I was a little girl, I told the pastor I wanted to give my heart to Jesus because I wanted a Heavenly Father who wouldn't leave me. You know, I went to church every time the doors were open. When I graduated from college, I went to work in vocational ministry. And so I talked a lot about grace, told a lot of stories about how much God loved us, but there was this stubborn corner of my heart, I think, that was emotionally agnostic. I just, again, at a very deep emotional level, I couldn't believe that He really delighted in me. And our God is so good. He's so kind. I love that verb at the end of Psalm 23. It's translated in our English Bibles that mercy and goodness will follow us. But in the Hebrew, it actually means God will pursue us. He'll chase us with goodness and mercy. And He, over the years, has convinced me that He didn't just send Jesus to deliver me from my sins. He sent His Son because He delights in me when He sees me coming. When I look at my daughter, she's 14 now, so I've had her home from Haiti for almost 10 years. They told me not to even start the adoption process after her first mama passed away because Missy was so sick that doctors in Port-au-Prince said she'd die long before I got her home to Nashville. And my daughter is healthy as a horse by the grace of God. And she's tangible grace to me. I, I didn't deserve to be a mom. I was too scared when I would have biologically been able to carry a child, but she's a reminder. No matter how huge the mistakes are in our backstory, they don't put a lid on our future because God is a redeemer. So that has become not just my life's work, it's what has transformed my life. I wanna help people believe bigger in the unconditional love of God. was speaking at a conference years ago, and there was this one woman I was drawn to more than anybody else because she was carrying a baby. I've always loved being around kids. So I walk over to this woman, and I, I introduce myself, and I told her I had an ulterior motive that I wanted to meet her, but I really want to meet her baby. So she introduces me to her little boy, and he was just a pumpkin, cutest little guy, and he had Down syndrome. She was my age. She was older and hadn't expected to get pregnant with him. But when they did, she said she and her husband knew that, you know, our God is sovereign. And he had ordered the steps of the life of their family to include this little boy. She named him Elijah. And But then she went on to be really honest. And she said it had been a difficult season because he had some pretty serious medical issues. And they were struggling a bit financially because of some of the expenses they incurred with Elijah's medical issues. And she said, we, we, we trust God's sovereignty, but it's been hard. 
And I so appreciated her authenticity because I think sometimes the misnomer among Christ followers or people who are pursuing God is that we have to have it all together, that, you know, once you meet Jesus, then you get a high metabolism and and your life is devoid of pain, which is just not true. So I appreciate the fact that she didn't put on one of those happy faces and fake it. I was in the foyer of the hotel talking to a bunch of people, and she came up and just sheepishly asked me if I would sign a book for her. And I said, oh, absolutely, I'd be delighted to. Well, while I'm writing in her book, the women I'd been chatting with continued to converse, and I accidentally wrote one of the words they said out loud into her book. And I thought, oh, crud, you know, how can I fix this mistake? And from seemingly out of nowhere, I remembered that word from this obscure Bible verse in Hebrews. And I thought, oh, awesome. I can kind of fix this mistake and nobody will be the wiser. And I did that. I kind of wrote the verse up around that mistake. She walked away. I didn't think I'd ever see her again. Maybe 10 minutes later, she comes walking back down uh, into where I was standing. It was obvious she had been crying. And she said, Lisa, when you have a minute, I'd like to tell you about what that verse she wrote in my book meant to me. She went on to tell me how she was in a season of of really deep depression. She said, the whole way here, I've been begging God for fresh mercy, kind of for a sign that He sees me. She said, to be honest with you, I was discouraged when I went back to my room to get my suitcase because I didn't get that fresh word from the Lord I'd begged Him for. And she said, when I got on the elevator to go back to my room, several other women stepped on the elevator. And she said, I just didn't want to make conversation. So I opened the book you had just signed, and that's when I read the verse you wrote, and I couldn't believe it because it's the exact verse I memorized when I was in college 20-something years ago as my life verse. She said, Lisa, I haven't thought of that verse in years, probably decades. And out of all the verses you could have inscribed in the front of my book, you, you, you chose that verse. And she said, I just sensed God's spirit in the elevator going, Molly, I see you. Nothing in your life is hidden from me. You feel far from me, but I'm right here and I'm enough for you. I've got you. And I told her I wasn't trying to be a theologian or a good Bible teacher or some kind of sage scholar when I wrote that verse in her book. I was trying to cover up a mistake. I mean, truly, that was my only objective. But our God, who is so kind and He's such a personal God, He's not some faraway existential construct. He is a personal, kind, compassionate God. He used even my distraction as a bridge to embrace this exhausted, disillusioned daughter of His. The majority of scripture is narrative. God made us in his image. He knows what relates to us. So he didn't give us a bunch of didactic information. Scripture, it's not a rule book. It's not a textbook. It's not a collection of benign morality tales. It is a love story at its core. And every great love story has all kinds of narrative. If you don't get certain passages, certain texts in in the historical context, but if you really take the time to look at the context of this love story we call the Bible, you'll see that from beginning to end, 
our God is consistently in the process of restoring us to an intimate, loving relationship with Him. He's always in the process of mitigating evil. He's always in the process of scooting us toward the true north of Jesus. He is a good God who's for us. My little girl is 14. She learned English partly through a Creole translation of the Jesus Storybook Bible. And so that's how Missy and I really forged the deepest bond. It's how I watched my daughter form such a deep bond with Jesus. We still read the Jesus Storybook Bible almost every night. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible called The Story and the Song from the introduction from Psalm 19 and Hebrews 1. God wrote, I love you. He wrote it in the sky and on the earth and under the sea. He wrote his message everywhere because God created everything in his world to reflect him like a mirror, to show us what he is like, to help us know him, to make our hearts sing. The way a kitten chases her tail, the way red poppies grow wild, the way a dolphin swims. And God put it into words too, and wrote it in a book called The Bible. Now, some people think the Bible is a book of rules telling you what you should and shouldn't do. The Bible certainly does have some rules in it. They show you how life works best. But the Bible isn't mainly about you and what you should be doing. It's about God and what He has done. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com. And follow her on Instagram at Sally Lloyd Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.